Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Well, good morning and happy Wednesday. It's the 8th, and we are back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast. Today we're going to be looking at John 13, verses 21 through 32, with my guest, Matt Yant, lead pastor of Victory Point Ministries. Thanks for joining today. Hello, Brennan. Hey, Matt. We are Hello, on listeners. This, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trusting it's plural. Hello, listeners. Hello, listeners. We usually have about 25 people listening per day. Nice. So it's kind of cool. Come on, um, VP family, let's pick it up. I, I think we can get to 50 this week. Let's, actually, let's by double now, the, let's double it. Uh, total listens is going to be just over a thousand by the time we, uh, by the time, by the eighth, by today. So, in what states and countries are we in now? Ooh, that's a great question. Let me, uh, let me pull that up here for a second. Um, remember, we were in Minnesota. I'm guessing that's Pete and Jesse. Thank you. Um, Florida. <laughs> that could yep. have been my parents. Uh, I don't think or uh, we got VPers in Florida. Yeah, we do. Uh, well, we have people in Jamaica who listen. Really? N- Norway, Nigeria, Singapore. Uh-huh. 85, 86% are in Michigan, 4% okay. in Ohio, yeah. 4% in Virginia. We got Tennessee, Florida, Kentucky, Minnesota, Illinois, Connecticut, California, Woo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. New York, Kansas, Arkansas, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Mississippi, Oklahoma, and Georgia. So that's I don't impressive. know how many that is, but that's a lot of states. We're spread out across the country, man. Hey, if you are listening to this and you're in another state, just send me an email. I mm-hmm. I want to know, I want to know about you. So, mm-hmm. so how'd tell you me, hear about this? Yeah, how'd you hear about the how'd you hear about this podcast? Uh, send me an email, Brendan McClenahan at victorypoint.org. Or you can just go to victorypoint.org and just find my contact information. I would love to mm-hmm. hear from you. By the way, everybody who's listening, I'm sure as you're hearing these, hearing these scripture passages, you are having your own thoughts about the scriptures. And I would encourage you to send me an email or leave a voice message message by clicking in the, the link in the show notes so that we can include your input. Um, mm-hmm. I will make a special podcast episode just for your input, I promise. Cool. So I would love to feature that. So anyway, back to uh, the Bible reading plan. Yeah. Um, am I reading this one or are you reading? I think you're reading this one. Yeah. Okay, but cool. Based on everything you just said, it's cool. We're going viral. It sounds like. So yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to be part of such a thing. Yes, indeed. All we, right, we don't, we don't want too many. We don't want too many things going viral right now, though. No, that's a good there's, point. There's good another qualifier. virus going around. <laughs> yeah. Podcast. Okay. Podcast. Okay. Yeah. Podcast is okay to go viral. Yep. All right, uh, I'm reading today's passage, John 13, 21 through 32. After saying this, Jesus was troubled in spirit, and he declared, Very truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he was speaking. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining next to him. Simon Peter therefore motioned to him to ask Jesus whom he was speaking. So while reclining next to Jesus, he asked him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I give this piece of bread when I have dipped it in the dish. So when he had dipped the piece of bread, he gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. After he received the piece of bread, 
Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, do quickly what you are going to do. Now, no one at the table knew why he said this to him. Some thought that because Judas had the common purse, Jesus was telling him, buy what we need for the festival or that he should give something to the poor. So after receiving the piece of bread, he immediately went out and it was night. When he had gone out, Jesus said, now the son of man has been glorified and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. All right, Brendan, out of that story, uh, what piques your interest and grabs your attention? What do you observe? Uh, the first thing I'm observing is Simon Peter motions to Jesus to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. I'm just trying to imagine. John, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. I'm trying to imagine like what that interaction was like. Just yeah. let's giving each other a shrug. Like, who is he talking about? Yeah. What yeah. is he talking about? Is it me? Yeah. Is it you? So I don't know. I think that's kind of a funny insight. I like yeah. to think of like it's one thing to read the scripture passage. It's another thing to like get into it and just mm-hmm. imagine you're there and go, what was everyone doing in this moment? How are they looking at each other? What, so just to dive into that um, mm-hmm. and think about what, what were they thinking when Jesus was talking about uh, betrayal? Yeah. But then also the idea like Jesus knows that someone is going to betray him and yet he gives them a piece of bread. Mm-hmm. He, he gives he shares fellowship with them. He's sitting around a table with them. He's washing his feet. He doesn't, uh, you know, uh, admonish him or uh, judge him or anything like that. He simply notices it and he, mm-hmm. ca- he calls him out, do quickly what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of the other disciples know that it's Judas. Um, yeah. You know, Jesus, some thought that because Judas had the common purse, Jesus was telling him by what we need for the festival or that he should give something to the poor. Um, Jesus is so gentle with mm-hmm. Judas. That just blows my mind. Um, mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago, we looked at Psalm 23. And a few weeks ago, we looked at Psalm 23. Uh, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Yes. And so I'm just, I'm just so impressed with Jesus, his ability to, to live peacefully with somebody that is actively betraying him. Mm-hmm. And um, man, that's a great lesson for me. It's a great lesson for the church, great lesson for our society. Can we exist together in peace, um, in love, in reconciliation, uh, while we disagree with each other, while we um, might even be uh, opposed to each other? Can we still be in relationship with each other? Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. That was the thing that immediately grabbed my attention. How about you? Yeah, similar things. I mean, I too just quickly am amused by just this little exchange that John captures and describes, you know, like um, first how John refers to himself in his book as the one whom Jesus loved. Yeah. You know, I, I used to think like um, that I was amused by that. Like, like, you know, that he wants to like portray himself as sort of like a favorite or teacher's pet. But I, I've come to believe just as you read John and, and then his epistles, like, love was such a big deal to him that I think he's just overwhelmed. Like, holy cow, like Jesus loves me, you know? And, and I like to read it that way now. Like, like he's just so in awe that, that man, Jesus loves me, 
and he talks about himself that way. But I, I appreciate, I can't help too. Like, I know you've done this too, Brendan. Like I, I've watched season one of the chosen mm-hmm. so how now I picture Peter. And this is now how I picture John in those characters and, you know, Peter just sort of elbowing John, like ask him who it is, you know, ask him <laughs> who it is. And um, just like we would do it, you know, just like we would be wondering that same question. Um, you know, a couple of things, uh, actually multiple things jump out to me. I'll, I'll just share a couple. Um, number one, I, I'm comforted by the fact that we have a savior who knows what it feels like um, to be betrayed. I mean, mm. I, I'm guessing to, you know, people listening to, to this podcast have experienced that before in their life where you just maybe are let down by somebody or you feel someone betrayed you. Um, we have a savior that knows what that feels like. And there's something really, I think, comforting about that, that we can approach him and he gets it and, and he understands, you know, those kind of emotions and those kind of feelings. But yet he gives us a picture still, an example like you were talking about of um, how, how to love people, even our enemies. I mean, Jesus has a lot to say about how to treat our enemies and, and how to love our enemies. And he's mm. not just words to Jesus when he says, love your enemies. Um, he's, he's portraying love right here. To, mm-hmm. to the one who's betraying him. Um, He's discipling his enemy. <laughs> yeah. And Judas is always a conflict for me. I mean, if I'm honest, like, I, I don't know how to feel about Judas. Um, you know, like, like part of me just has great compassion and, and sadness, you know, for him. And um, I used to wonder like, uh, well, did all this, was it out of his control? I mean, it says Satan entered him, but then as you were reading it, um, or as I was reading it, like it, it just struck me that, he still had a choice right up to that moment. You know, Jesus says, it's the one who, who takes this bread that I dip, that I picture he's dipping it like in some nice olive oil or something like that. But um, Judas had a choice to receive it. I mean, he, he chose to take the bread, you know, and it says after he received the piece of bread, Satan entered into him. Like he, he, he made a choice and then he had to live with the consequences of, of that choice and, and all the implications of that choice. And, um, I don't know what I, what I'm trying, where I'm trying to go with yeah. that, but I just find that like interesting. Yeah. It's like the part in Romans where Paul's talking about, um, Pharaoh and the hardening of Pharaoh's heart. Mm-hmm. You go, well, did Pharaoh really have a chance choice? Like, yeah. yeah, like his heart was, and that's where you get into really muddy waters with like free will versus God's sovereignty. And, mm-hmm. um, so I wonder if that's part of the, the, the tension that we feel about Judas is on one hand, Jesus handed him the piece of bread and kind of appointed him to be his betrayer. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, Judas took it and mm-hmm. Judas saw this coming and was kind of plotting this all along. Um, you know, Judas really became a fully formed character for me, not a fully formed, but more fully formed character for me when I uh, went to Israel and learn about the zealots and Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. realizing that Judas is a zealot helped me see what was actually happening. Like Mm -hmm. Judas was like a religious extremist, like, uh, you know, like the Taliban or ISIS, they're religious extremists. And Judas was kind of on that side of the spectrum Mm -hmm. of wanting to see a revolution, a spiritual revolution, but, uh, believing that the way that's going to happen is by rising up against the Romans and God is going to be on their side and help them defeat in battle. 
and G- Judas wanting Jesus to be a military leader, wanting him to to conquer the day, wanting him to rise up, create an uprising, and being mm-hmm. so frustrated that Jesus wasn't doing it quickly enough, mm-hmm. that Jesus wasn't being strong enough, wasn't being uh, decisive enough as a leader, wasn't taking action, wasn't, you know, uh, creating an uprising against the Romans, a military presence or something like that. Mm. Yeah. And his frustration with Jesus' patience and be like, Jesus, do it already. Take the throne. You can do it. We're behind you. We can do this. Um, and then Jesus saying, no, I'm going to actually die on a cross. And then Judas feeling like, okay, if I just, if I just, put the Romans in front of Jesus. I know Jesus is God. And if mm-hmm. I just put, if I just create a, create a scene, Jesus is going to have to rise up and strike him down with lightning. You know, this is how yeah. it's going to start. Well, if Jesus is not going to do it, I'm going to bring it to his doorstep. And, uh, and so I feel like Judas is honestly trying to do the right thing. I think he's honestly trying to get Jesus to be the, the God that he thinks that he is. Mm-hmm. And he's just misled by notions of power, notions of like mis like a false narrative around power and around uh, might. God's God, the way God conquers things to be like, Jesus is our military leader and he can't see Jesus for who he is. He can't see the cross. Mm-hmm. He can't see the power of God and weakness. And I think that's Judas's downfall is that yeah. he can't see those things and he can't see Jesus for who he really is. He isn't able to see Jesus for, um, the full God that he is. And he thinks that Jesus has to be a conqueror like he mm-hmm. wants him to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, la- one last thought I'll throw in too is like verse 27. I, I wonder, I don't know what, it, how the original language goes, but it says, um, you know, Jesus said to him, do quickly what you're going to do. Is he talking to Judas or is he talking to Satan in him? Mm. But just either way, it reflects like Jesus's sovereignty and authority and control. Like, like, you know, he's allowing you know, mm-hmm. this to go on. But um, the, the last thought I'll just um, throw out there is um, just that, you know, that observation that the other disciples were sort of oblivious as to what's going on between Jesus and Judas. I mean, these are guys yep. that traveled three years, you know, together, and yet they're still a little bit oblivious as to the bigger picture of what's going on, even in this moment. And it just challenges me, like, um, I mean, I don't want to be oblivious to, to what God is doing in my midst, to what's going on in people's lives in my midst, you know, like, um, where were these guys like, you know, like it's calibrating invitation and challenge into Judas's life, you know, like they just seem to be missing something, you know, that, that causes me to be challenged. Like, you know, my paying attention to what's going on in the people's lives close to me, like my, Mm, my spouse, my children, my neighbors, my friends, my coworkers, my classmates, um, I mean, I, I don't want to be oblivious. You know, I want to be so tuned in to Jesus and in, in keeping in step with him that I'm participating in what he's, what's going on, you know, what he's up mm-hmm. to. Um, and these guys, they didn't, they didn't really get it at all till afterwards. And that's, that's okay. But, you know, what am I, what about my story? You know, where am I being oblivious? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I've never seen that in this passage. Mm-hmm. So thanks for pulling that out. Yeah, verse twenty-eight. No one at the table knew why they said to this, to, why they, why he said this to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, they didn't, they didn't get what was going on. Wouldn't it be great if someone was like, uh, "Judas, how you doing? Like, yeah. you seem a little bit off tonight. You right. seem a little anxious. Yeah, yeah. Tell us what's on your heart. You know, 
Maybe that's, that, I love the way you just said it, the word table struck. We should know what's going on in the lives of the people around our tables. Yeah. And, you know, that's maybe a challenge for all of us right now and a, an invitation. Yeah. Jesus is aware of what's going mm-hmm. on, but the disciples aren't. So be let's like be Jesus. like Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Well, thanks, Matt. It's a good Matt. podcast. I like that one. <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. We will uh, be in your earbuds tomorrow morning with, let me look what, what tomorrow morning's verses are. Um, that's John 13 again, but this time verses 33 through 35. All right. We will join you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm-hmm.